0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. what's up everyone welcome to the first episode of the bold crew review a lot of you folks probably have seen this download on your podcast app or see this up on youtube and are wondering what the fuck is this shit and why are they doing another show well us at twin seas by night i think especially me like to look at ourselves like mike patton of faith no more mr bungle fame and we have a ton of side projects that we like to do and we just kind of want to do whatever we uh, feel like we're going to do. And we're going to explain a little bit what this podcast is in a second. But before I clarify, I do not find myself to be as talented even remotely as the great Michael Patton. So uh, before we continue, what is this show? Why are we doing it? What's it going to be about? So the Crew Review Show is where we're going to review ST Vault products that independent, I guess, content creators create and write and they put up for sale. Uh, The ST Vault, otherwise known as the Storyteller's Vault, is a website, I guess, slash service where people can create um, different products for, for certain games that have been released. I believe currently right now it's Vampire, Werewolf and Mage is about to get released. So if you guys would like to know more about the uh, Storyteller's Vault, you can, of course, go to the Storyteller's Vault by Googling it, or you can check out an episode of The Brian Diaries where we talked to Josh Heath about the Storyteller Vault. So why are we doing this? Well, imagine this, like the, the Bold Crew Twin Cities by Night Gang headquarters is like this dark and mysterious place on top of this mountain where there's lightning in the background and we cultivate multiple blends and And flavors of cold brew. No, I'm just joking. But in all reality, what we do as a gang, all seven of us who play in all of our different Twin Cities by night games and and are on the podcast or whatever, we're constantly shooting ideas back and forth. About different things we can do. You know, That's one good thing about us not uh, being like a nonprofit actual play slash podcast is we're just doing this because we want to be creative, man. We just want to go out there and we want to just do whatever strikes us fancy. So what we'll do a lot of times is someone will have an idea, shoot it to the gang, be like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Is this something that's interesting? Sometimes we say nay and sometimes we say yay. And this is actually an idea by the co-host of the show, Mitch, who, who who was basically saying we should do a review show where we can like review some of the Storyteller Vault products. I'm gonna introduce Mitch here soon, but I just kind of want to explain like the, the the main reason why we want to do also something like this too is to help out the community. You know, one thing at Twin Cities by Night that we like doing is trying to find ways that we can help out other content creators uh, kind of get more attention. Now we're not saying we're a king of a mountain, not even remotely. We're not even saying that we are big, but we're we are saying we have we have gone through a lot of the, the trials and tribulations that occur when you are a content creator, when you're sitting there trying to get people to notice your stuff. It's hard. It really is hard. A lot of people think or I think have the misconception at times that you can just throw something together and people are just automatically going to consume it and it's going to be successful. And you know maybe there are some maybe there are some who do that but we we're not that lucky and, and we had to have perseverance and we had to have the help of peers and just and promoting. So what we're hoping to do here with the Bold Crew Review is help a lot of these content creators on the storyteller's vault get their product out there so that you, the listener, who maybe listen to our actual plays or maybe listen to the Brian Diaries will hear about these and maybe go check them out. You know, it's all about it's all about helping the scene, you know, it really is. So Without further ado, let me introduce my host. Before I, I hand it over to Mitch, I just want—I just want to say, Mitch has been there. Not only is he part of the Twin Cities by Night gang, but he's been there for, for from day one. I mean, I don't mean he played at first in Twin Cities by Night, but when I first started posting Twin Cities by Twin Cities by Night gameplay on like Reddit. Uh, Mitch was someone I met in the very, very, very early days. I'm talking about like the first session I posted something and I started talking to Mitch a lot in and private messages about White Wolf games because this guy has years and years and years of experience in these in these games and tons of knowledge, but not only that, that no ego. This, he was totally helpful to me. There was times where I, w- I would panic as a storyteller after a session. and think I fucked up and I'd ask him for advice and he would talk me down from the cliff and just kind of like give me this great advice. And it's really an honor to have Mitch on here. And without Mitch's idea for the show, the show wouldn't exist. So without further ado, what's up, Mitch? Tell the world about yourself a little bit. Not
1: much, Chris. Uh That was a hell of an intro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm a little, uh I don't know little bit of pressure there I'm, I'm not gonna, sure don't I'm worry quite that awesome <laughs> I'll take you out
0: for a nice steak dinner and buy you some drinks treat you like the doll you are man Now just go Plenty ahead <laughs> you <Plenty of> <laughs> here waiting for you, brother so so tell us a little bit about your history with these games even your history with the channel because a lot of people may not have watched some of our actual plays that, you, that you're in so tell us a little bit about yourself
1: all right well all right I'll start with the first question history with the games um I first geez what was it like 93 maybe around there is when i first encountered vampire uh through a friend of mine that i was visiting out of state and uh, he and his older brother brought me to a larp of all things and that just sort of kicked off the whole experience Um, i ended up getting you know a copy of first ed And then as 1st Ed moved into 2nd Ed, and then 2nd Ed moved into Revised, I just kept playing. It was almost an obsession for me, in some ways, because it was a great release for a lot of creative energy that I had. And even though I fell off a little bit um, later on in life, I'm glad to have picked it up again. And you actually played a big role in that, helping you out with the earlier stages of Twin Cities by Night, and chatting with you via Reddit, and eventually playing which I'm extremely happy to be playing and involved. I'm enjoying the hell the hell out of playing with you guys. So hopefully my uh, antics are well received. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, it's funny if you go on our Discord You'll see that Mitch has a reputation of like the man of many voices. You know, one thing that Mitch is amazing for is <laughs> his, his his voices of his character, you know, uh, especially the first character who who was in our Sabat game, Wars on Fire. I remember you telling me, Mitch, before you even played, <laughs> Mitch was like, so I'm at work and I'm in my cubicle and I'm working on my voice. And I think someone heard me and they're giving me weird looks now, you know, but like he's, he's really well i think mitch you're really you're really awesome not only at bringing voices uh especially to like you know as a gaming group we're not like really you know like a critical role where we're sitting there trying to do you know voices or anything like that but you do it subtly to to the point where it adds a lot of complexity to our games and it also r- rose the bar for everyone you know what i mean i started noticing like like once you came and then you started seeing other players kind of like you know what i mean raise the bar a little bit and raise a lot bar a little bit for the record I wow. suck at. <laughs> I mean,
1: Slavic with Cora. Come on, <laughs> dude.
0: That by far is the creepiest shit ever. And uh, yeah, if you guys haven't heard, go listen to Wars on Fire. And you can listen to Slavic play the Shimizy Cora, who's like a 50 year old Texas woman. And yeah, that's all I got to say. It still gives me nightmares. But you know, it really. I didn't know that, Mitch, when you said that uh, we're we're we. You know, Twin Cities by night, and me you ask questions kind of brought you into the forefront. That's really awesome, man. I didn't. I really sitting right here. I'm kind of flabbergasted because I didn't know it.
1: Oh yeah, with uh, with you know grad school and work and all that, you know something had to take a back seat. Plus, there's you know family, kids, et cetera, et cetera. And for the longest time, gaming was in the back seat, just waiting for me to pick it up again. And then coming across you on Reddit gave me a good reason to pick it back up again and really start to dive into it. Because I mean, I kept up with reading the books here and there, but I wasn't doing too much in terms of actively playing outside of the occasional Pathfinder game not a lot of uh vampire where I'm at.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's the magic of playing online. You know, like every Sunday we meet up online and we're playing a game and hopefully we have many years of that. And, and that's pretty awesome. And, and even for those do you, I mean, it's not a big secret right now, but like Mitch is working on a, a demon, the, descent right which fallen. one's the fallen. fallen i always get the old world the one world of darkness and the chronicles of darkness one mixed up demon the fallen game and he's putting a lot of work into it i'm really fucking excited to play that when it comes around so yeah here's to many more sundays and meeting up with you online brother and and, and doing a lot of this stuff so one thing that you know, it was Mitch's idea to do a review show because he loves like reading this stuff and doing reviews. And, and I think maybe it's because that fire has been lit under his ass now with a lot of this World of Darkness stuff and getting into it. So kind of like the mission statement of the Bold Crew Reviews is that we want to do honest and fair reviews. Right. Like we are not going to sit here and sugarcoat shit. So to sell people stuff. Now, we're not here to be assholes. You know, we're, we're tactful grown adults. We're not here trying to like troll people. We're not here trying to, to be at, you know, tear people down at all, but i want it to be known that we are going to, you know, give our honest opinions about stuff. And we're gonna say the, the strengths and weaknesses, if there are weaknesses of, of whatever these products are, because not only A, you know, there's nothing wrong with constructive criticism, right? If, if someone asks us to review their Storyteller Vault product and they hear that there's something that they could fix, they could go on and fix it because I love constructive criticism. I love when someone tells me, I mean, if no one would have pointed out anything that was wrong with our stuff two and a half years ago, I wouldn't, our stuff wouldn't have progressed and we wouldn't have grown as a channel, but, uh, you know, so that's what we plan to do here. You know, we plan it, we're not just gonna, you know, sit there and, 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 and kind of like fluff stuff up. So we hope that you listeners who hear this and, and you've, you know, storyteller vault content creators who may also be listening will know you'll get a fair and honest review and we'll be, but we'll be firm and fair in doing so so let's go ahead and cut to our first break and when we get back we'll talk about what product we will be reviewing and we'll go ahead and give a review so stay tuned
2: hello folks have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.
1: All right, welcome back, folks. Um, Today we are reviewing Beckett's Vampire Folio, um, the first three parts, I believe, uh, from Josh Heath. It's up on the Storyteller's Vault now, I believe. And he was gracious enough to let us take a look at it and give our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Josh Heath has been a friend of
0: the channel for like a long time, just, just to kind of, uh, uh, I guess, what what do you call that? Uh, in and legal jumblings or whatever professional podcasting language is basically when you say, you know, someone, <laughs> so we, yeah, we know Josh Heath. He's been a friend of the channel for a while. He's been on the Brian diaries before, like I said earlier, talking about the storytellers of all, and he was kind enough and gracious enough when we had the idea of this, you know, we just didn't want to go to some random person who we don't know personally be like give us your stuff and we'll review it without you know showing that we can review it so i went and reached out to josh and he was awesome for it and thank you josh a couple things is josh heath he's kind of known for being part of an organization called high level games and also the inclusion gaming network and he also i mean man that guy he writes for onyx path you know, he writes for Pugmire. He was part of producing the the style guide for Mage the Ascension for Storyteller's Vault. Josh is one of those people who have worked from the ground up to get where they're at and are continuing to grow. So it's really awesome to see our buddy uh, 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 be going through this stuff. And also uh, one of the writers on this on these folios uh, is a gentleman named Chaz LaBelle who's part of Caffeinated Conquest who also, believe it or not, was on the Brian Diaries talking about his playtest of V five was on the very first episode of the Brian Diaries and was nice nice enough to join us. So two really awesome dudes who have a genuine love for the setting set this up. So that was really rad, right? So tell us, you know, Mitch, like what are these folios and and and, and like what, what what exactly are they? Because it kind of has a you know, just from the name it's kind of hard to decipher what exactly they do.
1: Yeah, they're uh quite well done, I think. Um, in terms of presentation and content, they are companion products to Beckett's Jihad diary or jihad diary, however you want to pronounce that. Um, each folio section deals with a chapter from the diary and it provides character information for characters that appear in the diary as you go through it. I uh, you know background information, sort of a character description, their stats, sort of like a uh, children of the night. I don't know if everyone out there remembers that particular book, but it was sort of like a character supplement that contained a lot of prominent characters that had appeared um, in various supplements prior to it um, that were, you know, critical in some cases to the canon. Other cases, they were completely unique to that product. Um, It was the home of the somewhat infamous El Diablo Verde, for example.
0: Love <laughs> that character. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome fucking character. You know, not to digress too much, but there, you remember the Choose Your Own Adventure books from back in the day? They, they used oh, to yes. have a, yes, one I of my do. favorite ones were was a vampire one, not Vampire the Masquerade, but dealt with a vampire and wrestling. And the bad guy was a wrestler, a lucha libre wrestler who was a huge ass, buffed out vampire, man. And that NPC always
1: reminded me of him whenever I nice. read that. Yeah. The only one of those books I can remember is this. uh alien one where you like end up dying two-thirds of the time <laughs> i would cheat <laughs> you know <it> was like <laughs>
0: cho- choose page six or eight i'm like motherfucker i'm gonna look at my options dude i mean i'm not gonna get cornered by your fucking rules no but back to the the folios i absolutely fucking love the fact that they are a supplement to Beckett's jihad diary now Beck, for i mean if you've been living under a fucking stone and don't know what beckett's jihad diary is it's this awesome fucking supplement that Onyx Path came out with that Matthew Dawkins kind of took the helm of. And it's kind of also used as a bridge to the to bridge, like V20 to, to Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition. And it has gives updates to the canon. And what, like, you know, for example, the first three folios that we're going to be talking about are supplements to the first three chapters of the book. And so, what they'll do is they'll take the characters, like Mitch said, but also will tell you what original book you can find that person in. And then it updates their stats to V20 because a lot of these books like Milwaukee by night, I think Milwaukee was first edition or, and I know Chicago by night had a first and second edition. They'll take their stats and update them to V20 and then they'll give stats for new characters that like haven't been in the books. You know, that was one thing I liked, you know, whether I saw, okay, they mentioned this person passing and I'll delve into that a little bit more about one of my favorite absolute fucking NPCs uh, that I read that's new and, and the folio, but one thing that I noticed, you know, uh, about it that and I, and I kind of want to warn people a little bit is the fact that for a lot of these content creators who create stuff on the storytellers vault to get original art is fucking hard. You know, art commissioning art is not cheap, folks. You know what I mean? It is not. So a lot of times what a lot of these people will do who create content on the Storytellers Vault is they will get what's called art packs. They sell them or they have, I think they have free art packs that White Wolf releases that has art of the different books. I don't know if you noticed that, Mitch, while looking through these folios, but a lot of the art came from like different, you know what I mean, books. And so, while well, some of it was definitely good, some of it just, it, it just you notice that the artwork doesn't really flow
1: too much in, in these folios, mind you, but you're not really buying them for the art, I guess, right? no you're buying them for the information i did notice that though i mean looking at the first folio i can recall distinctly where some of these images show up in other books which there's nothing wrong with that i mean i like a lot of the artwork so it's nice to see them again in sort of a fresh setting so what what are the three
0: different folios that that we're going to be covering today like what 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 chapters also do they correspond to in the
1: becca's jihad diary uh the three folios that we're looking at today correspond to the first three chapters of the jihad diary um the first is going to be karna's rebellion the second is a split city and the third is shadows coalesce Um, they cover milwaukee chicago and dc um, respectively
0: yeah and and forewarning there might be some spoilers for becca's jihad diary if you continue listening if you for some reason haven't read it yet but we are not going to like really we're not going to spoil the 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 folios too much but we have to talk a little bit of what goes on in becca's jihad diary to kind of give like an honest review so one thing that i liked about the three and we'll just kind of like toss all three in the pot here when we talk about them right is there is one awesome fucking npc that i love and i kind of i kind of mentioned this
1: before on the side curious which one (laughs) didn't give a name so i'm kind
0: of okay, like okay 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 before i say the name of this npc i, I want to give a little reason why i like this npc dark secret time i'm about to tell you guys all a dark secret i really don't give two shits about canon and vampire the masquerade <gasps> how dare you i, I know right like I, <laughs> while some of it interests me right like i like the the what do you call it the ah, the holy trinity that was in constantinople like michael and all the and that, folks i love oh, that yeah, yeah. I love some of like the Bali War shit, like the prehistoric shit, but like I really don't give two fucks about Theo Bell. And to be honest, and not to and not knocky people who write these characters or whatever, I really don't like Beckett. Not saying I don't like the book. I love the book, the Beckett diary, but I always kind of found like those 13 core NBCs that they used during revise to kind of like push the clans, like Victoria Ash and Sasha Vikos and all them. I just yep. don't, they don't interest me. They don't, you know what I like about Vampire the masquerade is the conceptual stuff, you know, like the humanity and derangements and the personal horror and you know all that stuff. That's what really drives me because I I mean, I love the horror genre. So the NPC that really stuck to me was Malcolm and the and the Chicago by night folio. What was that called again? A split city. That fucking character Malcolm and Becca's Jihad diary, man. So but mitch's dark secret time he hasn't watched true detective season one <gasps> how can I you not watch that fucking show best show ever anyways malcolm reminds me now i don't want to say a lot like he's a ripoff because he's not but he reminds me a lot of matthew mcconaughey and true detective season one for those of you who don't know who haven't watched matthew mcconaughey was a cop who had at one point worked deep undercover in narcotics and he had to do drugs you know like deep undercover and i'm not gonna like get delve into, but with him doing those drugs, he kind of either a, you can look at it like he caused damage to his brain and he kind of had some flashback type stuff. Or B, he might have tapped into like the infernal realm and kind of like Cthulhu weird fiction kind of shit. So when I read that character, Malcolm, when Beckett was traveling from, I think it was from Milwaukee to Chicago. And they were talking about like Malcolm was talking to him like on psychedelics. You know, he had fed someone off of someone with psychedelics and he stopped like on the side of the road. And it was just really surreal, you know, little homage to 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 like, like, you know, little religious whatever uh, setups or, you know, what I mean, it was really like Hunter S. Thomas. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas vibe to it. And I loved it because it's so original. It's a new NPC. It's not like it's a small character. You don't even get a fucking last name. You know what I mean? And they mention him in passing. And I'm like, I love this character. And then guess what? I can go to the folio and I can read about this character and I can get stats about this character and they take a stab at it. And I just fucking absolutely loved that. You know, it was a very small character. And those are like the NPCs that really stick out to me in White Wolf, not like the big canon ones. Am I making sense with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've used some of the big canon characters and some of the lesser-known canon characters. Um, at one point, I ran a fairly sizable Sabat LARP, and I used Kyle Strathcona as a major NPC in that. But it's the smaller characters that become more relatable because you're not necessarily, you know, every game can't be this global, jet-setting vampire, you know game where you interact with the fate of the world for the most part they're very city-centric i mean there's nothing wrong if you want to do something along the lines of like the transylvania chronicles where you are running around affecting the fate of the world cool but most of the games i've encountered tend to be focused on one city maybe two or three if there's a little bit of interplay and it's the smaller npcs like malcolm that become more important in those because they're the ones that the characters are going to interact with they're the ones that are going to really impact the flow of things and i agree i think malcolm was a really interesting character being the driver between milwaukee and chicago and just the stories he had about the road and the story he had about his background made him a little more compelling than i think the standard you know semi deified old school big npc
0: yeah now you you know you're talking about like people who like to run like kind of like big world spanning games like Transylvania Chronicles or smaller scale ones like we do with Twin Cities by Night, I guess. Do you think that the folios help with either type of those games?
1: Oh, I think it helps with both. I mean, looking just at the first three here, you've already got some pretty big names. I mean, Karna becomes much bigger than she was in straight up Milwaukee by night. But you've got, you know, where is he here? From DC, uh, Lucius Sejanus, Marcus Vitel he's a pretty big character in terms of the world stage for vampire Theo Bell is a pretty big character in terms of the world stage for vampire but then you've got people like Malcolm or Velvet from DC by night who are much smaller and more localized yeah you know like one thing about Becca's jihad diary I
0: think that is genius and and shout out to onyx path publishing and all the those those wonderful people and matthew dawkins who kind of spearheaded that is that with that book there's so much little things you could just take and run with you know what i mean in your game you know just like little chunks you feel me like they have big picture stuff and little picture stuff And there's so much and with the folio and shout outs really to high level games and josh heath what is awesome about the fucking folio is the fact that they make it more streamlined to help you take those pieces out you know like it was, I mean, if you think about it, like Be- the Becca Jihad diary doesn't have stats on these characters, you know what I mean? It's like people fall down the Da Vinci Code rabbit hole trying to figure out what books these people came from. And these folios do it for you, which is really
1: rad. That is actually a very good point about the folio. Instead of having to go back and look through Milwaukee by night or Chicago by night or DC by night or any of the other books that these characters pop up in, they're all centralized in one spot for you. So it's a lot easier to refer to than having to say okay well this chapter of beckett's deals with this city so let's go back and find this book from 1992 or 1991 and dig up what i'm looking for instead you've got it all updated very clearly presented in one spot which is great
0: yeah i got no time for that shit to be looking at fucking stuff i really don't i know some people love that i got no time for that shit man <laughs> you know so i want something like the i mean full i'm wheel.
1: obsessive enough to do that but for yeah. simplicity of use <laughs> yeah it was far far easier definitely definitely now one thing that
0: kind of about the folio man and that, this is it comes down to personal taste sometimes when you review when you read something you know what i mean right like everyone they're, they're i say this constantly on our social media and i say this constantly to people that we communicate with who consume our our, our content is that there's a way i prefer to see the game ran And written and then but that's not the right way you know i'm not saying my way is the right way there's tons of different fucking ways you can play this game seriously and i'm not going to judge anyone to run it the way they want to run it with their pals at the table or when they want to do actual plays or nothing like that you'll never hear me publicly like ever shun anyone for doing that unless it's some like really fucked up shit right but other than that you do you but I prefer personal horror. I think you know that, right? I've said this constantly for people who listen to our stuff. That uh, ghouls fatal addiction is my favorite book. It's what really sunk its (laughs) fangs into me and made me (laughs) like, like (laughs) vampire the masquerade. But I've kind of felt the horror was missing a little bit. And and I'm just going to give one example. And, and, and this is, again, I'm not shitting on the product. I'm just saying like one example where I was kind of like, Oh, I wish they would have gotten just a little bit darker was with Beckett school. Caesar. Contaldo, Cantal, I believe his name is. He's like his his pilot and stuff like that. And they kind of show a little bit where like Beckett doesn't really give a sh- nah, I give two shits too much about him because he's just like his indentured servant. But I think that I guess part of me was hoping that they would show this Caesar guy being, you know, a fucked fucked up because he's a ghoul, right? You know, I like to treat ghouls in our games like they're tainted. You know that 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 they are. You know they that that. Kindred vitae is going to bring out the worst in them, and I was part of me really wanted to see that Beckett's school would be fucked up, so it could kind of like make Beckett even look fucked up more because I think sometimes people tend to look at Beckett like Indiana Jones, like the naughtiest Indiana Jones. He's running around dodging boulders to find little pieces of naughtiest history, and I, I just felt that like ah, just a little bit more darkness. Now again, there's tons of people who play this game. And maybe I'm in the minority, you know, so I can't really fault high-level games and the writers for not making them as dark as I would like. So if, if you guys are listening, don't take that as like, you know, I'm stomping my feet saying I
1: need it darker. I'm just saying a little part of me would have liked to have seen that. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I just thinking now, what would John Williams come up with as a theme song for Beckett? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Dun, dun, I, dun.
2: You
0: know, and I can't, I can't, I'm again, it's like you know i, I don't want to sound pretentious i really don't you know what i mean i get it like you got to have relatable characters that a vast multiplicity of personalities who consume white wolf products can relate to right you know what i mean yeah. you you have to have them you just have to there's no way you can be like this is this is you got to you got to cater and i get that i totally get that but i just personally like a darker tone to vampire and reading about that ghoul I, get, I know they said he was an alcoholic and everything like that but I just wish he was darker. But hey, here's the thing. They took a character that had no stats on him in any book other than Beckett and they just made stats, right? So yeah. I should I should be happy for that. You know what I mean? And, and in reality, the, for what you're paying for this, you get a shit ton. You know, these Beckett folio, the, these Beckett jihad folios are only 99 cents on the storyteller's vault. So for 99 cents, you get 17 pages of NPC stats, dude that you can quickly use in v20 for your games uh and then not only that but it'll tell you where you can reference these characters and to me that's i mean dude 99 cents is really fucking inexpensive you know what i mean
1: oh yeah absolutely and like you said the references are nice another thing that i liked about it is that the stats are all pretty reasonable they don't you know you don't see the eighth gen with fives across the board and likewise you don't see the seventh gen with like ones across the board everything is pretty reasonable it jives well with what's in beckett's diary and it jives well with what's been in the previous material you know whether it was milwaukee by night chicago by night dc by night so i mean it's very well crafted in that regard mechanically
0: yeah one thing that i liked from it too was that it kind of had where it was it said, this is what we think the stats are, but feel free to move them around a little bit if you want. You know what I mean? I yeah, thought that was cool. Rule. Yeah, yeah, the golden rule. You got to have the golden rule, man, because you don't know if those stats are going to be underpowered or overpowered or whatever for a game, you know? But this was a brilliant venture by by high-level games and Josh Heath and those guys to do it, you know, to take, like, like something like... Becca's Jihad diary and just kind of like delve upon it, man. And if you think about it, man, I really, the only book that I can relatively like think is similar to Becca Jihad's diary was that, um, vamp and what's that? The encyclopedia Vampirica or whatever that was released. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. But, but this is more easier to ingest. And it's a lot harder to, to take stuff away. So to have someone do that for you, man, brilliant fucking idea. I sure as fuck didn't think about it. You know what I mean? I actually (laughs) have a
1: copy of encyclopedia Vampirica and the, Folio is a lot easier to use. It's a little more informative too, especially if you want to pull out a particular NPC. Oh, yeah, yeah, by far. I, it's, I, I, that
0: was one of the first books I got when I started collecting again a few years ago. And I found um, the side writing
1: on that encyclopedia to be distracting, but that's neither here nor there. It's kind of an interesting read if you're looking at it as far as like the lore goes, but if you're looking for actual stats and concrete information. You're gonna be very disappointed with that book. But for the lore, it's definitely worth it, I think. Oh, yeah, it is a beautiful
0: book. I like the 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 quality of the like the physical quality of the book it looks really fucking nice on the bookshelf, you know, and it's it's a great book. So if you were to grade, like you know, we're, we're we're grade school teachers here and we're giving a grade to the folios. What would you grade them?
1: Let's see here. I would have to say overall, I would probably give it a solid a minus.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I would I I would give it an A minus. And the reason I would give it an A minus is because I feel that these products were released as like as a tool set not as like a quote unquote book. You know what I mean? Like 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 this wasn't the the the, the, the for those of you who don't know Josh Heath also released and High Level Games released a book called Dark New England where they put in work on that. You know what I mean? Hired writers, hired artists as a source book. That's a book. These folios are just a quick informational guide, like a cheat sheets in ways. So, yes, I agree. Like a minus, I think is a good score because I feel like, like I mentioned before, the art sometimes is while, like you know, like the character art, you know what I mean? It just doesn't flow together, and that's a little distracting. But if, but you just have to remind yourself, the information you're getting is what you're really there for. You're not really get there for like the quote unquote experience of like a source book. You know, it's more for like a guide, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a companion. You
1: know, it's a reference tool. Yeah, that yeah. attaches to what is effectively the source book that bridges V twenty and V five.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. And it's and 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 you think about it. If there's really one chapter that you fucking love in Becca's Jihad Diary, man, and you want more information on that to use in your game, all you got to look up is the corresponding folio that is on the Storyteller's Vault, and for ninety nine cents ninety nine fucking cents, folks. That's like one fourth of a cold brew. You can get this shit. <laughs> Think about that, right? If I just <laughs> sacrifice one of my 10 cold brews I drink a day, I could get four of those motherfuckers,
1: man. So
0: go and get it. Check them out if you like a chapter. I am not lying. It's fucking worth it, dude. I'm su- it, it, It's fucking awesome, dude. And I'm definitely going to be- Cold
1: brew coffee is the new currency.
0: It's, is that the next Bitcoin? Cold brew <clears throat> I'm trying, man. I'm trying, dude. I'm—I I literally, you know, like like I say all the time—we're we're not for profit. We don't want sponsorships. But like, goddamn, if Starbucks hit me up and said they'd give me infinite amount of cold brew to push their shit, I'll sell my fucking soul, dude, in a heartbeat, man. going to so. start hoarding
1: coffee beans now, all because of you, Chris. Yeah, you got to, man. <laughs> that's how we come up with this shit.
0: Maybe that's part of the. Re- <laughs> Maybe that's part of the reason why people might not like our shits because there's too much coffee going through our veins. Who knows, man.
1: Yeah, so looking at the folio and now seeing V5 now that it's been released, I think one good idea moving forward for the future would be to have sort of a V5 version of the folio using the rules present in that book. I mean, I've only taken a quick look at V5, so I can't comment too thoroughly on what's there, but at my first glance, I really liked what I was seeing.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure when the V5 stuff will open up or if it's already open in the Storyteller's Vault, but when it does, yeah, Josh, if you're listening, uh, do that. And I think it would be, yeah, that'd really help because people also are gonna wanna see, and I've talked about this before, are gonna wanna see how to convert like V20 revised, whatever characters to V5, you know what I mean? And I think that might be helpful. It might take a little legwork, but it might be helpful. You know. So let's go ahead and let's do that, Josh. All right. So we're going to go ahead and cut to our next break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about what is on the horizon for the channel here soon. So come
2: back. High level games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please help. They're coming.
0: All right, welcome back, everyone. So let's talk before we go into what's going on on Twin Seas by Night uh, on the channel. In the future. One thing, if you are a storyteller vault content creator and you would like to have your stuff reviewed, you can either reach out to me on Facebook, reach out to me on wherever you see this, reach out to me on Twitter. Our DMs are open on Twitter at twin underscores cities underscore VTM, or you can go ahead and find us on our Discord. There are just numerous ways you can find us. Uh, so if you're a storyteller's vault content creator again and you want your stuff to be fairly but firmly reviewed you can come reach out to us and we'll go ahead and talk about it on here for you uh so what do we have coming up on our schedule so we have on the 5th which is tomorrow of august twin cities by night dread fucking loving it dread is by far my favorite of the three twin cities by night story arcs it is crazy i never thought that i could run a vampire game where literally five different individuals are doing five different things it's not like a group let's meet up and talk thing all the time. So I'm sure they'll they'll get together sooner or later, or maybe not. But either way, I think I found my groove storytelling that and being able to like use each individual character to show different aspects of the story that is currently going on in dread. So I'm absolutely loving it. By the way, you're killing it Mitch with your character Warren, even though I feel like a total asshole <laughs> beating him up all the time. But uh it's the character concept. So it's fucking great. Check it out if you want to check us out you can find us on all podcast stuff whatever in the notes check it out i think you guys will like it Uh, and then we have on the 12th changeling the laws vanity which is fucking dope if you didn't watch the last session or listen to the last podcast and you need to catch up on changing the laws vanity i highly suggest you listen to it some major shit went down and um it was totally i don't want to say too much but the the who perpetrated the major shit that went down was just i was unsure if they were going to or not and it was kind of just like a last minute decision and it ch- cataclysmically changed the, the 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 direction of the story i think and man did fucking adam ever kill it by handling it like a pro it is so crazy to think that that's adam's first time storytelling <laughs> is doing it on our channel live just like quinn did with victorian age vampire diluted so it's really
1: awesome it's a testament learned well from you chris yeah 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 (laughs) maybe man
0: maybe i don't know you know what i think it is man and i'm gonna go kind of go off on a tangent i just think that in in two and a half years we have learned how each other plays you know what i mean we have learned that we can count on each other we have learned that none of us are going to try to derail the game but we will follow our characters you know what i mean trajectories and that we know that we all want to
1: succeed in telling a good horror story now i mean to be fair you know jeb is a pretty derailing character
0: yeah but i mean but like what we all have faith we know that like every player has good intentions we feel comfortable with each other we know how each other jams you know there's seven of us in the gang we don't all play in the same games. We know if we throw each other different mixes of each other together in the game That's gonna go smooth. You know what I mean? And so it's um, it's man, I'm just so like happy man with this shit I can't I can't say it enough like being part of having this and being part of it and just like it's really brings so much Joy in my life and, and I'm totally sincere when I say that just simply playing a game Every Sunday with my friends and being able to share it with the world is just fucking
1: payment enough for this shit oh, yeah. The synergy that's developed is fantastic.
0: Yeah, man, it's it's and we start feeling that like in the middle of war is man, you know, those some of those sessions we get down like, man, dude, just everything's clicking, man. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just like, holy fuck, dude, we feel like we're playing off each other. We know how each other works. And, um, dude, you're just seeing it in all these games. So it's fucking awesome. And I'm really happy for that. Then on the 19th, we have Hunters Hunted 2 Corruption, which is fucking awesome you know we're still like i at least i know i'm still in that like it always seems to take like two or three sessions for me to feel what my character is you know what i mean and to really like get his mannerisms and quirks down and i and i really love that and that's awesome uh andrews running that andrews uh you know straight up said this is kind of be a campy kind of game i don't think it's campy i mean there's moments like you know no spoilers but with gunshots or whatever but i think that there's some serious shit in there man and i really i think um I think that especially the serious stuff has shined with Adam's character of Robert and with Tillman's character of Dr. Gregory. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude. I mean, and these two, you got to think about it. These two cats, I mean, Tillman came in the middle of a war, you know what I mean? And, and Adam came in the ultimate evil. And these guys didn't really have too much experience playing online. And now they're really shining, man. And it fucking just brings like, swells my heart with pride to see my pals really, you know what I mean? Uh, really killing it, you know?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, and we all have distinctive styles, which mesh surprisingly well together. There's there's no like headbutting.
0: Yeah, that the, exactly. There's no headbutting and no egos, no egos and no headbutting, and we just know that everyone has their st- different strengths, in it, and it's really fucking awesome, dude. And and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm having a blast with it. And then on the twenty sixth, we're having a Brian Diaries episode with Nate of twenty five years of Vampire the Masquerade. Holy shit. But I'm sure everyone listening to this has probably listened to twenty five years of Vampire the Masquerade. If you have not, go listen to it. It is by far, and I'm not, I'm shitting you not, it is by far the, the the best subject matter podcast when it comes to Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, these guys know their shit. They cover the different books. He's going to come on though, and he's going to talk about running a vampire the masquerade game on discord for those of you don't know he they have a patreon and one of their patreon rewards is that you can play in this game that they have ah, i'm fucking forgot the name but it's the la by night game and so it's really awesome he's going to tell kind of give tips on people on how to do that and then right after that we're gonna have another brian diaries And this one's going to have Clara from Onyx Path Publishing. Clara is a freelance writer who is writing on a ton of their stuff. And she's going to kind of come on and talk about being a woman and getting into the industry. So uh, and some tips like that. So we're really looking forward to what we're having. Maybe one of these might come out in the middle of that. We're not sure. We're really keeping these casual, meaning like, you know, we're not like trying to make a hardcore schedule with this. We're just trying to like whenever someone gives us something to review, we're going to take our time reading it. And then we're going to go and do a review of it. And then we'll release these. So I think that pretty much sums it up, man. Do you got anything else to add before we let these people uh, go and back to their freedom?
1: Drink more cold brew.
0: And listen to Black Sabbath. <laughs> All right. Other than yes. that,
1: drink cold brew, <laughs> listen to Black Sabbath talk
0: to you guys later peace out thank you for listening and also if you could leave a review on itunes reviews on itunes help us folks i know it sucks i know it's a pain in the fucking ass i know you forget your passwords i know all that shit but if you want to support us especially with us not being being a non-profit channel and not getting anything in return help us get noticed go on itunes leave a fucking review and even if it's creative we might start reading them on here you know what i mean so peace out have fun love you guys